I was going to start by telling a joke because uh, I had a chat with uh, one of my good friends, Mark, and he said it's good to start with a joke to break the ice. There's no ice, so my sense of humor is so dry, we will need uh, Elijah to come and pray for the rain, so I won't tell a joke. Right. Uh, we're continuing with our series, Meet the King, and we are in Mark 11, if I can find it. Uh, we're reading on from chapter 11, verse 1 through to verse 11. Can I ask you to read it for me, please? Can I ask you to read? As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethagy and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you are doing this, tell him, The Lord needs it. And he will send it back here shortly. Then when they went and found the colt outside in the street, tied up at a doorway. And as they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing, untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to. And the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, He sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Amen. Thank you. When Keith uh, asked me to preach this Sunday, uh, I went and read, and I came back and said, I'll do it. But deep down, I was tempted to say, I can't do it. Uh, I read this scripture through my uh, physical self and it had no meaning at all to me. But uh, when I went back to the Lord and asked him to show me what he's all about in this scripture, he revealed himself and I'm glad I accepted. The title of my uh, message today is Meet the King, which is uh, the main series of uh, the, the main topic of the series but I've entitled my service as uh, Matthew King. Um, we see Jesus sending two disciples to go down and uh, into the village before him to collect a call for him. 
And traditionally, a cold was set aside for kings. Uh, it, it's only kings that used to uh, ride on colds. No one else was allowed to. And uh, when Jesus, when the disciples come back with the cold, and Jesus sits on the cold, the cold doesn't resist or anything. We're not told that the cold resist, resisted or anything. It is because the cold knew who Jesus was, knew Jesus was the king. And uh, we see, we see also in, uh, in Numbers 22, uh, from verse 21 to 28, uh, where Balaam is uh, riding on his donkey, and uh, the donkey sees the angel of the Lord with a sword, and it turns away uh, from the road. But because Balaam's eyes were closed, he didn't see what was happening. He beat the donkey three times. Uh, until the Lord made the donkey speak to him. So from then on, the, the animals know from the creation, they know who, who God is. And when he instructs them, they respond accordingly. Uh, when Jesus rides on this cold, it is not just the riding of a cold, but it is the fulfillment of scripture. Uh, in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, we see, it says, Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly riding on a donkey, on a cold, a fall of a donkey. So Jesus is not just uh, doing it uh, for the sake of doing it, but it is the scripture here, the prophecy that had been uh, prophesied many, many centuries ago, being fulfilled. And uh, when he sits on the cold, the disciples and the other people lay their cloaks on the, on the colt and they also lay it on the road. They are preparing the road for the king to travel on. What they did not know is that Jesus was a different kind of king, not the one that they were looking for. They were looking for a king that was going to set them free from the, Roman, the, from the hand of the Roman rule. Yet Jesus had come to set them free from a different kind of uh, a binding. They had been born, uh, bound by their sin. And Jesus has come out to set them free, set them free from the, 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 the case of sin and set them free from death. And when Jesus sits on there, they are only looking merely with their physical eyes, their spiritual eyes haven't been opened. So they look at it that these very same people that are uh, laying the red carpet for Jesus are the same people that five days later are shouting, crucify him, crucify him. It's because they are doing this out of their physical self. They have no, their eyes haven't been opened. But it was meant to happen that way. They were meant to do that because for them to be set free, Jesus had to go down and Barabbas had to be set free. Sorry, my technology is... So... As I was saying, uh, Jesus had to go down so he could grab the keys to life uh, down in, in, in Hades and come back and set us free. So when the people shouted, crucify him, they were actually calling for their freedom. They didn't know at that time that the king that they were looking for was right there in front of them. He was going to set them free more than just the physical, but it will set them free for eternity. Uh, 
Many a time we see things but we don't understand. Things happen in our midst and we don't understand. Uh, the Bible says in, in Hosea that uh, my people perish through the lack of knowledge. Um, things happen in our midst and because we, we, we lack the knowledge, we do not understand what is happening. It is very important that as Christians we dwell in the scripture and not just dwell in the scripture, we need to know the God of the Bible. Uh, I've heard of the story of a, a man in the 19th century who bought a ticket to go to America. Uh, he bought the ticket, got into the ship, he got loads of supplies, and each time when it was uh, dinner time, he went and locked himself in the room when everyone else went to the feast. And as they were approaching uh, the last day or so, the captain saw him and said, I haven't seen you joining us for dinner on, throughout the journey. He said, oh, I bought my own supplies. The captain said, the ticket that you bought paid for everything. Your entitlement to all the meals, you didn't pay anything extra. So all that time, he didn't know that he had the entitlement to everything that was in the ship. The same applies to us. We we have already been given the keys to freedom, but we do not know because we do not apply what is written in the Bible. The, the Bible says we have been given the power to do an, anything and everything in the name of Jesus. But many a time we are faced with difficulties, we are faced with circumstances, and we forget that this word is the power the power of life, and our life has to dwell on this word. Otherwise, without this word and without Jesus Christ, we are lost. We can do nothing apart from what God has told us we can do. So what I'm going to ask you is, do you know the king? Have you met with the king? Maybe you have met the king, but during your travels, you have fallen off. The message has already been preached before. Everything that has been said here is a part of the message which uh, God wanted to deliver to you today. So it, it's not an, a coincidence or something that's just happened out of chance, but it's how God had planned it that all these, these words that have been said will be delivered prior to me coming to you. Uh, it's part of his master plan. He wants you to come. He wants to give you rest. And he says, uh, what Keith read, uh, it, it's one of my favorite uh, verses, enlarge your territory. Uh, I feel God is talking directly to me that I need to enlarge my territory. And I was praying this morning. As I was praying, I said, Lord, I surrender everything to you. And what God is looking for is a heart that is willing. God doesn't call the qualified. He calls, I mean, he qualifies the called. You don't need to go to Bible school or to have degrees in order to do God's work. You need to have a willing heart. And when you have a willing heart, God is right, ready there to use you. As long as you submit to him and say, Lord, here I am, he will take care of the rest. 
you need to surrender. He is looking for a heart that is surrendering. Amen. So today, I just want to call upon you and say, it is time that we look back and and forget all the wrongs that we have done. Because when we come to the cross, when we confess our sins, God forgives us and he forgets. He actually gives us a clean slate that has got nothing on it. It is up to us to start afresh. When Matthew carried uh, my son over in a box and laid him there, I opened the lid. And without him getting out of the box, without him taking the first step to get out of the box, nothing would have happened. He would have stayed there. But when we surrender to God, we need to take that first step to say, Lord, here I am. I know I've sinned before you, but you've promised to give me a fresh start. And when we do that, when we confess with our mouth, that's the beginning of new things. That's the beginning of new things. Um, When I was praying earlier, uh, a word came to me, new beginnings. So what I feel God is saying is, I'm a God of second chance. I'm here to give you new beginnings. Today is that day when you make that step and your life will change and never be the same. Because when you meet the king, your life will never be the same again. If you meet the king and your life stays the same, then you have met the wrong king. You haven't met the king. So we need to come and meet the king. He says he will give us rest. And the only rest that we can get is from him. He says, come all you who are heavily burdened. I will give you rest. My yoke is lighter. Who wants to go about carrying a heavy yoke? I don't. I don't know about you, but I don't. So, you've got, you've got a choice today. He says, I've said before you, blessings and cursings, life and death. Therefore, choose life. When you choose life, you know your future is sorted. You don't have anything else to worry about. You don't have anything to worry about. Your future is sorted. But the road is not easy. When you, choose that, when you choose that path, know you'll face trials. But then those trials are making you stronger. They are making you stronger. With prayer and fellowship with brethren, you will go through. You will go through. It says, nothing is too difficult for me. So when we surrender everything to him, he is there to lift us up. He is there to give us courage and strength. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, which is one of the words that has been brought. He says, do not fear, for I am with you. So there's no need at all to be afraid. There's no need at all. And one thing, 
one important thing that we need to learn to do is to say, Lord, let your will be done over my will. Because he says, in his mind, a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. So we have to take that opportunity to come to the king. We have to take that opportunity to make new beginnings because we've got a great work to do. Greater things are yet to happen in this city. And do you know who's going to make them happen? It's you and me. Together, we will see Chester being converted for God. Amen.